All right, whatever you're ready. Okay. Good morning, and welcome to Music to My Beers. This is a special one, Warren. A very special lover's edition oh, of Music to yeah. My Beers. Got to use that Barry White voice. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, happy, happy Valentine's Day, bro. Hey, yeah. No better place to spend it uh, than in this morning talking, you know, beers and music and hanging out. Yeah, what goes better with chocolate and romance like some really good craft beer? Yes, and poor decisions. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, all right. Well, Zach uh, is shaping up to have a wildly different Valentine's Day than the rest of us. We have an entire two hours on tap of craft beer chit-chat and tunes. We appreciate you hanging out as we do every Saturday, or excuse me, Sunday from 10 to noon. I'll get it straight one of these days. We've been on the air for a while. It'll happen. Saturday's cool. Yeah. No. <laughs> Busy on Saturdays, but uh, thanks for tuning in for a Valentine's Day edition of Music to My Beers. Michiana's first, best, and only show dedicated to craft beer and drinking music. Cool brews. Hot tunes. This is Music to My Beers. Music to My Beers. On Real Rock 103.9, The Bear. How are you doing, man? How are your Valentine's Day? Is beer going to factor into the uh, Miller family equation later on today? You know, my wife is working today, so oh. it's pretty much just going to be me. And maybe when she comes back from work, I should have something like waiting for her. So, like, she's typically into the IPAs. She she came back uh, this past Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, and she's like, you know what I'm just craving? I'm craving something light and refreshing. So I went out to my garage. I said, never fear. I got some Narragansett for you. Hey. And she was drinking that all week then. Because so, it comes in 12 packs, and she's so... A, she's a logger lady. She's a logger, yeah. Something that's just, I don't know. I don't know if she's getting, like, uh, taste fatigue or what it would be. Because, you know, how, like, typically, by the end of summer, we're all done with, like, the fruity fruit beers, and we're ready for, like, those stouts and brown ales and amber ales and whatnot, so... Yeah, I find it... Uh, I, I have the same... You get that taste fatigue, especially we've talked about on the show before with hazies, with a lot of these really fruity beers we've had. Like after a while, man, your tongue just gets burnt out a little bit. So it's nice to be able, to, especially now, to be able to switch to something heaven, heaven, you know, heavy bourbony and, and chocolatey. Uh, tonight it's it's Sunday, and I think uh, my wife and I went a little bit too hard last Sunday for Super Bowl. <laughs> so you know, beer is not really going to factor into the evening's plans tonight. And take it uh, easy, maybe an afternoon. Yeah, drink maybe maybe we've had a couple of uh, couple of beers already this weekend, so probably not tonight. But uh, if you're looking for for some romance, definitely I would say ratchet it up with chocolate, anything chocolatey, a stout to me. Oh yeah, you know a double a double dry hopped hazy doesn't really scream romance <laughs> to me. You got to go for the deep barrel aged bourbon burn, have some chocolate, some cocoa nibs. Oh yeah, now you're speaking my love language um, with that. <laughs> Stouts, Zach's love language. I'm gonna uh, write that down. I know, and so and like that's what I would put on my if there was ever a uh, Valentine's Day gift for men. You know, how we always get the the ladies' flowers and whatnot. Yeah, I I would like a good four pack of just like something bourbon barrel aged, like uh, Willetized from Lagunitas. We had talked about that a couple of weeks ago. But yeah, you gave I me one of the, you gave me one of those this week, and I had a chance to try it, and it's strong, dude. It's like strong like bull. It's 13%. Yeah, one of the things I like about the, the Lagunitas Willetize series, and they, they do this, I don't know if it's every two years or every year. Um, I've had it a, a couple of times over the years, is that they use they use different uh, barrels for it. Mm-hmm. That changes every year. But also, it's, it's affordably priced. When I was at Benny's a couple of weeks ago, uh, just outside Chicago... There was a uh, a death series, a backwoods series from Revolution that I had never heard of before. It was like Magnetic Tar Pit. Ooh. 
I think, mm. but it was $47 for a four-pack of cans. Whoa. Yeah. What was the percentage on that? I didn't even look. I'm like, you know what? I picked it up. I thought, I should just get this because it's here, but I thought 50 bucks, man. That's, you know, that's more than half my beer budget for today. But it's nice because the Lagunitas Willetized, you get a, a great, complex, bourbon barrel-aged you know, whiskey stout, but it also is not going to break your bank. It's not unobtainium as far as the wallet goes. Yeah, $47, four cans. Dude, I, I, I maybe even think of, I might blink on thinking about one. That's insane. So what, what, what was it? Was it just a stout or was it um, uh, like one of their, because I know that they have Ryeway to Heaven and they've got um, a few others, like the barley wines and stuff. Their, their barrel age program is second to none. So I would consider buying at least one or two, one for drinking now, the other for shelving and waiting for a special Special night, special engagement. Yeah, I feel bad. I, I should have taken a picture of it. I was just, I was absolutely, I'm just gobsmacked about the uh, the price point. I thought, whoa. And of course, when I got home, I instantly regretted not buying it. Oh, you know, I came home with some stuff, and uh, some of the things I picked up. One of them we're going to try on the show a little bit later on for the split one. But uh, man, it is fun going to a, a bottle shop out of state. Whenever I go to Kalamazoo, there's a giant mega liquor joint on uh, Stadium Drive that I make it a point to hit because it's huge. And here in Michigan, we don't have. I mean, we have. Great bottle shops, but we don't have those gigantic alcohol clearing houses where it's like a third of its wine, a third of its liquor, and a third of its craft beer, and you can go crazy. The closest thing that I think to um, like that type of place would be the chalet on 17 because it's the double decker chalet and they've got the event room where you can do the tastings and trines and stuff like that. But um, but really, like when I think about like a Belmont or even city citywide downtown, to me is one of the best places to get cold beer, and it's all I can kind of tell where all the different um, styles are at. Like whether you're going to go local or you're going to go regional, um, maybe international. But they've they've just got it made, and you just walk right out of there with cold beer. But I, I, the more cold beer, the better, in my opinion. Yeah, Citywide Downtown also does a great job of making sure there's something. If you go in there a lot, there's always something new. You're always going to find something you either haven't had before or you didn't, or you thought maybe, ah, oh, you know what, I'll try this. And my typical beer buying trip these days is I go in with something in mind, something mm-hmm. that I'm guaranteed to like. And uh, lately, it's been the Sam Adams Wicked Hazy. Oh, dude. Not the hardest to get craft thing, but it's good. And it's, it's so good. It's inexpensive. And it's one of those, it's a good sipper, good session, you know? Yeah. Kind of like Bell's Official, very in the same vein. It's but, a 6 8 session. Yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'll grab a couple of those and I'll find, I'll get like one four pack of something I haven't had yet. Um, we should talk about this maybe coming up, but the. The the buyer's habit of walking into the store and not being able to leave without something like, do you ever get like that where you like walk in and you're like, well, I'm in here now. I have to buy something. I can't just walk out if they don't have it. I always go in with the intention of buying something. If even if I'm because I'll go into uh, I'll go to the the citywide over here on Grape and I'll go in and say I don't have anything in mind, but I know I'm going to buy something while I'm here. So my goal is just to find something to buy. <laughs> You know, if it's a super fresh M43, at the very least, I'll get that. But then I'll, you know, I always look for something that I don't have or something brand new they just got in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if they've got super fresh M43, I'm buying it. Yeah, and you bought something earlier this week that uh, you've just been able to get your hands on. It was funny because I listened to you go into a store. You went into a bottle shop like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I think, before you finally found it. I did, and I bought something each time I went in. So now I'm like, oh, I need to slow down. <laughs> <laughs> it's not payday. Well, that, <laughs> not I, until I, this Friday. I always weir- worry with like a with a beer store in particular. Like if I go in and I don't buy anything and I leave, I always get the feeling like they're going to think I'm shoplifting. Like yeah. I went in and swiped a bottle of booze. 
Especially when wearing a big sweatshirt yeah, going in there. And... I'm a desperate alcoholic jamming beer into my shirt. Oh, man. So, no, I always have to... I, I don't have any... I, I have in my mind of what I'm going in to buy, and then if I don't find it while I'm there, I'm like, well... Got to find something else while I'm here. And uh, I did that twice this week where I found I, I went in with the intent to buy a new beer and that was new to the area. It was supposed to be here on Monday and I couldn't find it hardly anywhere. So I had to wait till about Wednesday until I actually got it. And you found Half Acre. Finally made Woo! it to the area. A whole 12 pack of Daisy Cutter. It was my little baby that I carried out there. Stuck it in the back of my car, went home, had one. And I'm like, ah, this tastes like Chicago. So good. Mm-hmm. It's delicious. Now, is it going to be like, uh, I remember Yangling when it first came to the area, there were mountains of it everywhere. Everyone's like, we could finally get it here. And now it's not a big deal at all. Yeah. Is it going to be the same thing for you? We're like, you know, it's six weeks from now, the daisy cutter is not a big deal. It's a great pail. Fantastic. I love it. It's. Uh, I didn't realize that it's as low as it is. It's a 5.5. Five. And so it's okay. good for easy drinking. You can get it in 16 ounces or you can get it in the 12 ounce cans like I got. And I think it's going to be between that and Narragansett. Those are going to be my summer beers. I'm looking forward to it, being here in the area and turning yeah. other people onto it. The, uh, I dug it up. The, uh, the Revolution I was looking at that was $48 a four-pack was uh-huh. uh, Mineshaft Gap Ooh. Barley Wine Ale. Okay. They take the barley wine, they age it in French oak cognac barrels for a year, and it clocks in at 14.3%. Yeah, I'm hating myself now as I talk about it for not getting it because that would have been a great share because I haven't seen it on store shelves around here for sure. A cognac barrel too that I, we have never. I've never had a cognac barrel. Um, I, I think I had one Dark Lord that had been aged in cognac barrels, and it's funny because I liked that. I can't stand cognac. I'm not mad enough to have some. I had some once, and I thought I'm gonna oh, have a nice cognac, and I got it. I'm like, this, my tongue is not mature enough for this. Oh, I and I've never. I don't think I've ever had cognac before. But it's great because a lot of times, if you get a barrel aged beer, not a lot of times, but you've had barrel aged beers where you don't get really any of the intricacies of the barrel or or whatever they age it in, it doesn't really stand out. Yeah. But cognac is one of those flavor profiles that you know it's there. You detect its presence immediately. <laughs> you should have picked it up. We yeah. might have to take a trip to Chicago and go get some. I know. I hate myself now. So <laughs> what are some other beers you would like to see in the area? Oh, that we can't get? Yeah, everybody's got that brand or that beer that you want to see here that you, you enjoy, but it's just it sucks because you can't get it all the time. Um, I know from being down in Atlanta and going and trying the uh, Tropicalia from Creature Comforts, I've always thought Creature Comforts would sell so well here um, because, you know, we've seen it with Terrapin, we've seen it with Sweetwater, and those are relatively recent. I think within the last five years, they've come into the area of, of the craft beer drinking scene. And I know, I know that Creature Comforts is opening up and... I mean, as long as the pandemic hasn't done anything to it, but I know that they're going to open up a second location out west in California, and I know that there's some producer money behind that because it was seen in the um, in the movie Avengers Endgame. It was Endgame or um, Infinity War? It was, Infin- uh, it was the last game, or okay. last one was Endgame. Okay, so uh, Thor's drinking that, and I, I would just love to see that one because that one to me is very much like... Um, like the zombie dust was back in 2012 to now what half acre is because you're just there's always that beer that takes you back to where you first had it and for some of those like half acres it takes me to chicago in the bars um i can think of the the butch mcguire's bar and i think it's over on clark or addison somewhere around wrigleyville um 
that it, I had the half acre and it was one of the first times that I had ever had it. And I was like, this is amazing. It's a pale ale, but it drinks like an IPA. And that was really big with, um, I, th- I want to say Zombie Dust is a, a pale that drinks like an IPA. It's a yeah. hop forward pale ale. Yep. Uh, I think one of the, and we've talked about it, this was like the the OG hazy and uh, and and I've only had just two things from this brewery, but I'd really like to try more. But getting to Vermont is a bit of a pain. Oh, yeah. I'd like to see stuff from The Alchemist be available regionally because um, you get curious about Focal Banger and Hattie Topper. They're two big ones that were, were very, like, on the absolute cusp of the forefront of the hazy uh, IPA oh, scene. Yeah. Those were great. They're fan- They're fantastic beers. I would like to see how a fresh one holds up now after mm-hmm. all the after the entire scene has developed around it. Because we had the Hetty Topper, and then we had the Treehouse. Uh, Julius was there. Yeah, and Green, and a lot of the stuff that they had. And then everybody climbed on board. And now, any brewery you go to in America, they always have a hazy on. But it would be fun to try the beers that sort of started that whole thing. Yeah. See how they hold up now. But if you go through their website, The Alchemist, they offer, there are tons of things. They have a red ale. They have uh, several different IPAs that I've never even heard of. They have some Belgian-style saisons. I was thinking for the longest time they only brewed Hetty Topper and Focal Banger because they they wanted to do one beer really well. And I always respected that because it's like, this is your flagship beer, but also the scenes change so much because everybody gets that choice fatigue where it's like, oh, well, you know, if I've had that already, I don't necessarily want to go and have that one again. But I'm I'm almost the complete opposite. I would Just like you were saying, I would love to try a fresh Hetty Topper. Yeah, and, and it would be nice. They also do, they have a honey ale that's really, really strong. It's almost 9%. They, and they have their, it's always fun, too, to see if you go to a brewery that's known for one thing, how they do the other things. Like, they're known for the the heady topper, the focal banger, but how do they do, they have a squidgy black, it's a barrel-aged imperial stout. How do they do that? Yeah, and and how does it hold up to, because every brewery kind of has that, that yeast flavor, like, whether you recognize it or not, you always know that you're drinking a Sam Adams by the type of yeast that they use. A Bell's, same way. Um, if they use their house yeast, and it's like an American, um, whether it's an American uh, AE05 or whatever it is, you always know that they that's the one that they're using for their, their beers. So to see how their stats hold up to the, the, I mean, really, the one that started the haze craze, Hetty Topper, would be really interesting. The first time I ever became aware of a brewery having a smell, having that that distinct yeasty, um, and you know we'll pour one out. Remember these folks because this was eons ago. But the Four Horsemen, uh, oh man, brewery downtown South Bend for the brief time that it was open, I remember walking into there, and that was the first time I recognized the smell. And I'm fairly certain if I if I smelled the same yeast and uh, and like hops malt combination now, I w- I could say hey that was that was Four Horsemen. But since then, you start to notice that other places you go. And just there, it was just, it was really overpowering. And um, as we're pouring one out for them, I will say, I remember the tap takeover that you guys had for the Jason Lee and Cluck show when you were over at the the galley of Four Winds. Yeah. Or, um, is it Four Winds? Trade no, Winds. Trade, trade Winds, yeah. And it was really good. It was like a kind of a red amber ale. Yeah. Yeah. And that and it's, but that was the first time I remember having a brewery like that, that, uh, that smell. And you can kind of get it with bells too. You can get a lot of the, and, uh, and sometimes with bare hands too, you could tell like this, this is a bare hands brew. Oh, yeah. Yeah. With, um, Westy and Thai PA, um, which we'll, we'll have to talk about another style that you turned me on. Well, that turned me on to, but brought in for me to try, which I'm like, there should be more breweries doing this. 
Oh, all right. Yeah, we can talk about that. We have a ton more music and beer talk on tap. We have to get to, uh, well, we got to split one of the top of the hour. Zach and I are going to pick six a little bit later on. We'll tell you what to look forward to as far as Bruce goes, and we'll get to B-Movie next here on Music to My Beers. a thinly veiled reason to talk about more alcohol. Let's take our beers to the movie with Music to My Beers, B-Movie. And welcome back to Music to My Beers. Uh, this is a, a slice of the program. We like to stop down and talk movies for a minute, give it a, uh, a rating system with beer. It has no <clears throat> bearing whatsoever. <laughs> it's just an excuse to talk movies. And uh, we've dubbed this beast the, the B-Movie. And this week's B-Movie actually suggested to us by our buddy Adam Weber off our Facebook page. He said, hey, you should do a B-Movie for Mystery Alaska. Man, I I actually have never seen this movie. I haven't either. And, and uh, you also don't realize that it was as old as it is. It's 23 years old, 22 years old now. It came out in 1999. Burt Reynolds is in it. Cole Meany from Star Trek Deep Space Nine, if you're nasty. Oh. Hank Azaria. We have Russell Crowe. Lots of like well-known names. And I looked at the director, too, Jay Roach. I didn't realize that was a comedy. To me, it looks kind of more like a drama. And I know it's comedy drama. Um, but he did the Austin Powers film series. He also did Meet the Parents, Meet the Fockers, Dinner for Schmucks, The Campaign. Like some of my favorites. And I cannot believe I have not seen this movie. So now I definitely need to go and watch it. I wonder if it's on Disney+. Plus. It is a, a it's a, a movie about a fictional small town of mystery in Alaska that plays an exhibition game against the New York Rangers from the NHL. They shot this thing in Banff National Park, which is just gorgeous. So if you're into great winter scenery. My parents went there. My mom says it's one place that she would just love to go back to. She could go back there all the time. Is it because of her affinity for mystery Alaska? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, this is... I'm going to say, without having seen this movie, this has got to be easy, easy to fit into that sports movie thing where there's, you know, ragtag group of guys that come together to defeat, you know, whatever the ex-opponent is. And those movies always leave you feeling really good. Yeah, like the re- replacements for that one with Keanu Reeves, oh, yeah. who is the quarterback. I yeah, Gene Hackman. That feels a little bit like this, where they're playing the exhibition game against the New York Rangers. Yeah. And I'm going to give this because I would need to have a pretty good time when I'm watching it. You know, it's it's Canada, it's Alaska, it's ice, it's it's Russell Crowe before he got fat and old. It'll make me feel old. I'm going <laughs> to give this one sixer of Ice House, ooh, a beer that I haven't had um, since I was 22. I think there was a store around the around our house from uh, in college that sold the 22 ounce bottles of Ice House for 99 cents. <laughs> yeah, so for 20 bucks you got 20 deucers of Ice House. So we used to go get that all the time, and then and, uh, eventually I think we all got sick of having constant uninterrupted diarrhea, so we stopped doing doing that. I forgot about Ice House. I forgot about like that and classic ice and some of those that you you drink in college and ice beer to me was always you were stretching your like you you know you need the most alcohol for your money You're like I absolutely <laughs> I lived uh, in this awful apartment in Grand Rapids in a really really bad section of town and the corner store of the apartment complex would sell a twelve pack of Milwaukee's best ice but they would take a knife and cut it down the middle of the twelve pack. And then tape each end and sell you each uh, sell you a six pack. Oh my gosh! Completely illegal, like that. And they would sell loose, like cigarettes, Lucy's. <laughs> so if you just want one tonight, yeah. And I can't remember if it was if it was three dollars or four dollars for the sixer of Beast Ice, but it was like the most 
ice cold alcohol you could possibly get for four bucks. And, oh my gosh! You know, completely, just absolutely illegal. You take it out, you you know, sling on your walk down to the apartment, and you're like, wow. I need to start seriously focusing on my finances. <laughs> we got we did get used to um, trying to find the most alcohol in like a malt beverage that we possibly could, and I think it ended with like the Hurricanes or Saint Ives or something like that, where we're like, okay, you know, we could probably better ourselves by just getting a thirty pack and just drinking, you know, uh, some somewhat better beer than than the malt beverages that are offered. But uh, you remember when you started drinking when you had malt liquor? Yeah, and now we're drinking craft beer. What do you think the alcohol by volume is on a 40-ounce OE800, the old English? Oh, man. Um, is it is it 8%? It's 8 But remember when that used to be outlandish and out of control? That's double my light beers that yeah. I have. And then, and then we just had Hop Slam come out a couple of weeks ago. We're like, yeah, it's classic 10-point beer. You can barely tell. <laughs> I have one of those on a weeknight. It's no yeah. big deal. Yeah. I have yeah. a couple. Sheesh. Um, for me, I, I know that I've had Alaskan, since it is Mystery Alaska, I've had Alaskan Brewing Company, but I'm going to throw one in that I actually haven't had, um, but I have a t-shirt of. My wife, when we were first dating, she got to go on an Alaskan cruise, and they went to Skagway Brewing Company, and the one that I found sounds like like right up my alley. It's called their Spruce Tip Pale Ale, and it's uh, got a floral taste with a slightly sticky body, and I think that it'd be... They also put in spruce tips and it infused them in the beer. So it got highlighted back in 2009, right on the you know the growing cusp of the craft beer scene, like just as we were starting to all get into it. Yeah, when craft beer really exploded. Man, man. So I'm going to throw that one in. It's the Spruce Tip Pale Ale from Skagway, and if we could ever get any of Skagway stuff down here, that'd be great. Uh, thank you to Adam for suggesting this B-movie of Mystery Alaska on our Facebook group. If you have a B-movie you'd like us to review... This is uh, this is our favorite segment of Music to My Beers. We actually get to get to the beers part. Oh, yeah. We've had enough of the music now. Get us to the beers. Uh, every week, Zach and I have to break down one beer in particular, and uh, we split one so we can still go off and do things the rest of our Sunday. But today, I brought one from a recent trip at Benny's, and I was unaware that this beer was canned for distribution at all. I thought it was uh, strictly a brewery, uh, brewery and brew pub only Oh, offering. okay. Curious. But uh, one of the, my favorite places in Chicago, it's on West Chicago Avenue, is Forbidden Root. I don't think I've ever been there. Uh, it's it's a real small... My sister-in-law actually dragged us there one day when we were in Chicago about three or four years ago, and they, I had some of the best IPAs I'd ever had in my life. Whoa. But their hitch is that they try to take a more, not organic, but a more botanical approach to brewing. Mm. Like you go into the brew pub downstairs with a restaurant, and it's... You know, it's pretty standard, but then above it, they have a, uh, a like almost like a greenhouse where they grow different herbs and uh, and plants that they use when they brew oh. the beer. So, do they also have a restaurant too? Yeah. So today, from uh, Forbidden Root, I brought their uh, Rye India Pale Ale. Oh, I love Rye India Pale Ale. Uh, it's double hop, double dry hop rather, with mosaic, citra, and El Dorado. And uh, their stuff is it's really good. I brought home a strawberry basil ale. Mm. Uh, for my wife, that was really, really good. But but basil, one of those things you, you're like, eh, I would, I would never think. Yum! That sounds delicious. Uh, my brother put basil and cucumber, and I want to say lime in a beer. It was, it was interesting. It was, it was a basil sour that he had added. But um, I do, I like the thought behind adding in some herbs and spices. Um, Rye, by the way, is one of my favorites to drink during the wintertime because 
I, I think you don't get as it's not as crisp and clean. It's kind of got more of an earthy flavor to it, which I like because it kind of up to that uh, the stout drinking that I do during the winter time. They have uh, yeah. They, there's an entire they have a load of beers, but I I was unaware that they were even canning any of this. So when I saw several things from Forbidden Root on the shelves at Benny's, I got super hyped because uh, it's like it's a great place to go hang out. And if you're looking for something new to try in Chicago, I know that they might be open to what twenty five percent capacity. But the the strawberry basil was a half a vice. It was five point seven. It was a, like a wheat ale that they did with strawberries, and the basil was right there on the finish. But go ahead and you try this. Their their rye India pale ale. Go ahead, Zachary. Ooh, ooh, I like that. It's different than other rye pale ales that I've had, or rye, um, rye India pale ales, because it's like I I liken um, the Sierra Nevada has a fireside rye India pale ale, but it's redder, it's darker in its hue, yeah. and I think it's because of the type of malt that they use in it. But this is a nice, it's yellow and it's hazy for for sure. But I think that lactose that they added in adds kind of a nice little round flavor and balance to it. Yeah, I've been sitting on a four-pack mm. of this for a week and a half now, waiting to do this so I can go home and clear the other three. But, Ooh, yeah, the nose yeah. is incredible on this. The body, I like. It's it's juicy. It's light. Mmm. It tastes like OJ. So good. Yeah, you get that, that rye. The rye is definitely there on the finish. Mm-hmm. Some of the other beers they do, and it's fun because you think of, a, like, a rosé ale, you typically think, what, low ABVs? Yeah. They do a sparkling rosé ale that's made with Niagara grapes and hibiscus, and it clocks in at 10%. Ooh, that's like a wine. They have, yeah, they have a, a, a double IPA called Snoochie Boochies. <laughs> and it's uh, they put a load of white fruit, some orangey citrus, floral hops, and uh, a lot of the stuff they use in their beers, that are especially at the Brew Pub exclusive, are grown right upstairs. That's that's incredible. I wonder how much their output is. Obviously, it's probably more than when you'd last gone there, because if they're Putting it out on shelves at Benny's, they they've got to be doing a pretty good amount of production. Yeah, this this uh, this rye IPA they call it Radio Swan. I don't understand what the name is, but um, it's six point seven percent. You taste none of it, and unlike a lot of the juices we're used to, there's this ever so slightly. And I think that's where the rye comes in. That dry sort of just tiny little bitter finish. Mmm, it's so good. Oh, it's got a good un, um, untapped rating too. Yeah, so if you ever get a chance, they also make a triple IPA called Toro. I'm dying to try someday when I find it. But now that I know they can this, and it's distributed around Chicago, I'm going to pay definitely more attention the next time I find myself at a bottle shop uh, in Illinois. Well, that's a good call, too. I mean, you you went into Chicago, and you went to Benny's um, while you are there. And, and it, if you get the chance, if you have like the opportunity to maybe knock off like a half an hour of your trip as you're going out there. Yeah, that was the, one of the first times in my life I remember thinking, wow, I don't... I don't have enough money to buy all the things that I want to buy in this place. Like you get, oh. you get choice overload, like choice fatigue, very easily. I thought, okay, I'm going to send myself at 100 bucks, and whatever I can get for that, that's my budget. Because I don't, <laughs> otherwise, I'm going to walk out of here. They're like, your total is 229.99. I'm like, oh, what have I done? It racks up so quickly. Yeah, I'm going like, to have to pair these beers with ramen noodles for the next week. <laughs> so there is our split one for this week. The Fantastic Radio Swan from Forbidden Root in Chicago. And I uh, can't wait to see what we're going to drink next week. Here Thanks on... for sharing. Oh, dude, no problem. I mean, I figured I still got three left. Mm. <laughs> I'm not sharing a whole load. <laughs> it's music to buy beers. Kind of create a six-pack for you because it's based on um, the suggestions, like the staff picks that we have here at our, our Music to My Beers blockbuster. 
So this is what we're drinking, or this is stuff that we'd like to drink, to right. be honest. Right. Because th- there's one here on my list that I have not had yet, but I saw it the other day as they were canning it, and I'm like, boy, I want to get my hands on that. And it's the Helgen from uh, Bear Hands. They just, it's a, an 11% Belgian strong ale. Um, I think that's right. Boy, I should have done my research before I started looking this up. Helgen uh, Bear Hands. It's actually a pale ale. Hey! Sorry. All no, right. Now I'm going to go back on that again. I'm going to say it's a Belgian strong golden ale. So I was kind of right, but um, sorry. Zach, pre-gaming for the beer show. Oh, man, you know it. Um, but it's 11%, and it looks delicious. I'm not totally into Belgians all year round, but there are some times that I, I, I like trying a good Belgian, a Belgian style. My brother kind of got me into it with my wedding. He gave me some Chimay's um, a couple of years ago, and that kind of started me off on a, a path of, okay, I can see where the allure from the, the banana and the clove comes in. Um but it's not my choice all the time. But I, I do like to I try. Think, I think Bell's Winter was the first beer I had that had that flavor profile. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, and I didn't like it the first time I tried it because I, I was my palate was just I was a child basically. Yeah. And then the second time I had it later on, but after I'd been drinking craft beer for a while, I thought, okay, this is impressive. I get this. That's perfect for this time of year. You ever smoke clove cigarettes? Yes. Okay. Yes. The, the clubs. It's I like also you t- listen to typo negative in college. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tell me you listen to typo negative without telling me you listen. <laughs> yeah. I smoke club cigarettes. <laughs> um, so uh, the other one that I, I gave you one of these uh, earlier this week was from Voodoo Brewery. They're out of Pennsylvania and they're relatively new to the area. Super fun can. Yeah. And my brother, or my brother, my son. My son, who is only five, wanted to keep the can in his room because he thought it was so cool. He's really into this Ghostbusters kick, and it's got, like, this Slimer-looking character on the can, and it's sparkly and everything. It's called Lacto-Cooler, like, just like we had our, our Ecto-Cooler back in the day when we were going to, you know, kindergarten and, you know, all the way up through grade school. Best juice box ever. Oh, so good. Oh, one of my favorites. So it's got kind of that flavor. Um, it's green. It's sour. It's a Berliner Weiss, but they also added some lactose. Um, so my wife, she tried it, and she's like, ooh, that is, that is so tart. But don't you get on the back end? It's nice and sweet then. It's like it's, like it's uh, um, a Sour Patch Kid where it's like sour and then it's sweet. So throw that one in there. And then we were talking about them earlier in the show. Daisy Cutter's Half Acre uh, beer is just one that you got to pick up. It's one of my favorite pale ales, and I'm so glad that it's in the area now. So there, there are my my three. Uh, all right, I'm going to throw in. Uh, well, I have I have several here I'm working on, and one of them I had uh, actually I got as a result. It was really disappointing because I got it as a result of my trip to Biddy's, but it's right from just around the corner. Um, I had to drive all the way to Chicago to get Bell's Black Hearted variant of their Two Hearted. Thank you for sharing that with me. That's so good. It was really great, and uh, I've spoken many a times. Uh, I was at Founders. They did an all night IPA, which was a uh, a dark ver- variant version of of their classic All Day. It was delicious, but I really liked that roasty malty finish, and I was hoping that was going to be the same case when we got the black-hearted version, the black IPA version of two-hearted, and it was. It did not disappoint. You get that really, like, hmm, on the finish, that roasty, just uh, sort of abrasive. It's it's delicious. Again, can't get it anywhere around here. It's so good. Thank you for sharing it. And actually, I I will say that you can get it on draft because my buddy, I saw that he just tapped it over at Constant Spring. Okay, down Goshen? Yeah. But 
I didn't think that we would get any of it around here because I haven't seen it in six packs. Well, but you were kind enough to share one with me. And when Double Two Hearted came out, it took a minute, but we got it around here, so maybe it'll show Eventually. up. And I did see the Bells is doing another one called Cold Hearted that's supposed to be released. I think at the brewery today. Ooh, for, let's go get some. for Valentine's Day. So it's supposed to be cold and icy, like your ex. So it's like the ice beers we were talking about earlier. Uh, yeah, maybe <laughs> that'd be awesome. I don't know. I didn't. I stupidly didn't read a whole lot about it. I just saw the uh, the logo and the beers that they were canning or bottling up, and I thought, wow, man, they're really cranking out some different two hearteds. <laughs> uh, the next one we're throwing. We talked about this a minute ago from Forbidden Root. Is their strawberry basil half a and, and I just. Craft beer is a lot of fun right now if you're buying for somebody in your life because I can go into any bottle shop, find things for myself, but I can also look because of these cans, the way things are named, described, and you can you can see on the can what, what kind of flavor profile this is going to have. I can always hit a home run with buying something for my wife. She's not with me. I'm like, you know mm-hmm. what? She's going to love strawberry basil. This is going to be great, and she loved it. It was 5.1%, perfect cruiser for a Friday night. You just know her flavor. Flavor profile, you know? Yeah, and uh, like she could know, she knows that she, if she goes to any store and finds anything that's either double dry hopped or hazy, I'm probably going to love it. Anything that's barrel aged, <laughs> probably going to love that. But, yeah. But it's it can be a little bit more difficult with people in your life who maybe aren't huge craft beer explorers. They like what they like. But it is nice to be able to go into a place and say, all right, I know for a fact that she likes this, so I can pick this up. But also, it was fun for me because basil is a weird flavor you wouldn't initially think it would work in a beer, but it does. It's so good in sours. I've had it in a sour. And the last one I'm going to throw in is a classic from Odd Sides. And uh, I, I uh, got one of these. A friend brought one over for our Super Bowl party last week. Brought a sixer and tossed me one. And I thought for sure I'd check this out on Untapped, but I didn't see any check-ins. It was the original Dank Juice, the double dry hop Dank Juice from Odd Side. Yeah, you turned me on to that one. I, what, I don't know. You brought some in for me. Yeah, it's got new artwork. And I don't know if I don't know what the... Ooh. But I felt like I looked at it I'm like, I know I've drank this before, man. I know it. What? It looks like Dank Juice got like a, a makeover, yeah, an a adult l- makeover. A, a little bit of a facelift. And while we're talking about that, did you see online earlier this week that some of the stuff from Dark Horse is getting a graphic sort of makeover? They're moving away from their style of graphics they've had forever. Good. They need to they need to do that. Yeah, and they've got uh, I think it's I think it's Plead the Fifth that I saw on uh, Facebook earlier this week, and it, it looks much cleaner, much more uh, up-to-date. Our second-to-last segment here on the show, and I did want to tell you, and I know I struck out on this the last time, but I am excited. Today being Valentine's Day, tomorrow I will find out if I won the lottery for the Toppling Goliath Assassin Vertical Ooh. they're releasing. I got. Uh, I was really excited because I got into this year's uh, Assassin, and I'm like, okay, maybe I'll win this lottery and I didn't win. I've entered like five of these toppling Goliath lotteries, and I've lost. I've struck out hard on each one. We were planning your trip out to De- Decorah, Iowa there for a while, and we're like, well, you could stop here. You could go there. And I mean, it is a trek. It's like, what, seven hours we figured out? Yeah, and I think the last one I entered, it was for the double assassin, and you were paying basically, you were trying to win basically the privilege of driving eight hours one way to buy a $100 beer, one bottle, and drive all the way home. This one, for whatever reason, seems like a value by comparison because they're giving, they're letting you buy a vertical. Uh, it's 2018, 19, and 20 of Assassin. Whoa! All three, and you, if you win uh, out the door, it's 160 bucks, which is still an awful lot, but it's a steal. Yeah, and you're if, basically getting a couple free. Yeah, if you're new to the craft beer hobby or you've been uh, drinking the the good stuff since the '90s, then Assassin's one of those names that was kicked around. It was like it was like Dark Lord was the first big Russian Imperial crazy stout everybody had to have, and then Assassin now is like the big one that everyone's after. But it's very hard to get, and you can buy it online. But I'm not I, two or three four hundred dollars for a beer. That's you know that's outrageous. So I'm trying to get in and win. 
because mm-hmm. I think it would be fun to have like the all-out stealth bomber of uh, of beer share bottles. Be like, all right, we're gonna do this when we get back to the beer share like game where we're all yeah, like, we got like thirty people and we, we're can, all, we can gather and all drink off the same bottle and glass again, whenever that is. <laughs> Man. But that would be you would seriously just trump the entire deck. Well, I think if, and I think if you win um, tomorrow, the winners are announced. You have I think two weeks to get the, out there, the, get the, it. The events in two weeks, so it's oh. like you can kind of plan for that. Yeah, so I'll have one really groggy music to my beers at the end of the month. <laughs> you know, is it a, is it a stupid financial move? Absolutely. Yeah, and who knows if I win? Maybe Zach, you and I can jump in the old van and uh, make it a boys. Yeah. Trip. I know my wife. My wife would love that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think either of our wives would be. Yeah, I'm gonna drive, waste an entire weekend for a few bottles of beer. Don't worry about it. Yeah, honey, don't. It's it's a guy's thing. Okay, you'll never understand. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, no. This is when you. This is when you lie. You're like, you know, quarantine, pandemic, times are tough. This is a mental thing, a health thing. I got to do for me, babe. I've got to do this. We're gonna I've, get off the grid. I've got to just hit the hit the open road, shirk my responsibilities and duties here as a husband, and just I've got to just for me, for me. <laughs> Times are tough, so uh, believe me, we'll be celebrating next weekend and planning uh, here on the beer show if I if I win uh, coming up tomorrow. But um, are you looking forward to anything immediately before we get the news and notes? Uh, is there anything going on? Yeah, there is. No, I was asking you. You got a whole segment coming up about stuff going on. Okay, yeah, it is uh, the end of the episode where we get to tell you what's coming up, what we can look forward to, some fun things to drink in uh the months and weeks ahead but uh yeah this is news and notes and i'm really i i've been looking forward to half acre coming to the town for a good long while now. i think i texted you a couple of weeks ago being like, You're like hey look at this i know what that is that flower on the side of the can so glad to have that in town the other thing that we can look forward to uh coming out pretty soon is oscar's lager oscar blues is putting out a 95 calorie 2.5 gram carbs uh, beer in 15 cans. All right, going after the light beer fans. And I, I gotta say, they were they're on the forefront with the Mama's Yellow Pills and stuff. It's gonna clock in at a 4.2. Uh, they're gonna have it in 15 packs and uh, also six packs. So we can look forward to that. The other um, big, bigger brewery coming in on the the hazy game with a new hazy IPA is Dogfish Head and Hazio. Have you seen this one? Mm-mm. It looks like kind of like a Target. Um, and it's, let's see, it clocks in at 5%. It's a session, a session sipper instead of the 7.1 ABV powerhouse. Yeah. I've seen there's, there are pretty much two different camps with hazies that are coming out there. They're like the six and a half, 6.3 and above. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole pack of them there between like five and, and 6.2 where it's like, these are intended for lighter. They're also not as floral, not as hoppy or juicy as their higher ABV counterparts, but they're still really good. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I like. I I don't really care how big of an ABV it is. If it's good and it's drinkable, I'm like I'm down. So like you turned me on to Sam Adams Wicked Hazy, and that yeah. that's been my jam for the last week and a half. That that to me was the biggest beer surprise of my last three weeks. Is that I bought this not expecting much. I don't really care for Boston Lager. If it's mm-hmm. literally the only thing around, I'll I'll have one. And uh, and I, so I wasn't expecting a whole lot, but it was, it's fantastic. And then remember when Sam Adams? This is going back five, six, seven years now. Released their Rebel series where they had like. The Rebel IPA. Yeah. There was the Double Rebel. Whatever happened to that? I, I don't know, but I really enjoyed those, and I hadn't thought about those beers uh, for maybe five years, four years. What was the Rebel IPA? It was a, was it just a, a standard? Um... It was just a really super, it was a very West Coast style IPA. Yeah, yeah, you're right. 
It was their first take on the West Coast. Yeah. Huh. And and there you could you I remember the the twelve pack that you could get. It was like the light one, the middle one, and then like the double heavy one. Yeah, I think the first time I ever had Rebel the the Rebel IPA on tap was at the Dew Drop In. Ooh. Yeah. So that was that was definitely a while ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, and last but certainly not least, this coming Wednesday, uh, six p.m. There's going to be a Burnham beer tasting and food pairing at LaSalle Kitchen and Tavern. And I've, I've been excited. You know, we have been like eventless for a, a good long time now, but they're doing they're doing five courses and they're going to have the creamed corn ale from Burnham, the 14 buck chuck, which I like their citrus hopped American pale, the red Zeppelin man. Okay. Yeah. The English style red uh, juice. Juice puns. Had to look really close for that one. And uh, Dark Side of the Moo are going to be paired with uh, the five different courses there. Perfect. So this coming Wednesday, if you're looking for something to do, it's $35 a person. And uh, they've got the beers available for carryout purchase, too. So all that fun stuff is happening at LaSalle Kitchen and Tavern. And that's all she wrote. Boom. That's going to do it for another week of Music to My Beers. Uh, on behalf of Zach and myself, the two OG lovers, from these lovers to you lovers, have a happy Valentine's Day. Cheers. Cheers. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.